Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to TR90 and Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time. For me, it's 6.40 in the morning. For Dorcas, it's 9.40 in the morning. And if you're Victoria Purper, well, then it should be 8.40 in the morning. Adjust for your time zone. These calls are recorded and posted on SoundCloud and put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S. And TR90, these calls will pop up. Frank says that um, since he has so many of them, that if you go to wherever you get your podcast from and put in uh, TR90 and Frank Wilmis, they should pop up as well. With that being said, for those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, and I come to you with a teaching background, but a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise, partially because I grew up on a farm and I had relatives that had heart disease and um, adult onset diabetes. And I knew I didn't want to go down those two particular paths. And because of that, I'm always looking for things that are going to add to our TR90 body burn lifestyle. Now, that lifestyle in the beginning does include one really good meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, taking supplements 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible. Otherwise, you take them with your meal because they will still help. First couple of weeks, you do have the jump start. I found that was a really great advantage when I first started. Some people like to use that as an extra little boost in the afternoon and as they've gotten further along in the program, which is really great as well. Making sure to drink plenty of water and staying hydrated. That means that you should be drinking at a minimum one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if, for instance, you weigh 100 pounds, at a very minimum, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water. You can start with wherever your water consumption is and slowly build up to that. I know that it took me a while to get to that point way back when I was doing Weight Watchers many years ago. So drinking plenty of water. Getting plenty of rest, seven to eight hours of sleep nightly or daily, depending on what your circadian rhythm is. It's really important. It helps your body reset. It helps clear out the toxins overnight. There's a whole bunch of things, which is really good for the TR90 program. Making sure to also eat plenty of fruits and vegetables. That means seven plus servings of fruits and or vegetables to really get you the fiber, some of the other micronutrients that your body really needs, and 30 grams of protein at least three meals. That will help build the muscle, and muscles burn more calories than fat does. So, again, that helps build that lean muscle mass, which is really important. Exercising or... 30 minutes, at least five days a week. And if you're some people like Frank Lomas or Dorcas, once you get started, you do not want to stop. It's a hard habit to get back into if you manage to drop out of it. And so seven days a week is probably better than doing just five. That should be moderate to heavy exercise. 
if you're exercising really heavily or in your humid area, you probably will want to up that water intake because you need to offset what you're losing in perspiration. So with that being said, I'm always looking for things to share with you out of um, things that will help support that lifestyle. So a book that I have that I'm getting some information out of today to share with you is Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt and Kathy Matthews. Uh, Stephen G. Pratt is an MD, so he's a medical doctor. And I was sharing with you on squash and pumpkins and why it's really important to include them into the TR90 body burn lifestyle because of the fiber, the alpha and the beta carotene. I am going to share with you again how to tame a winter wash because this I find this one absolutely fascinating. So how to tame a winter squash. Winter squash are very hard, requiring brute force to penetrate them, even with the sharpest of knives. Here's how to tame a winter squash. Wash it well, place it whole, place the whole squash on a parchment-lined baking sheet. Bake in a 320-degree oven, preheated oven for 15 to 30 minutes, depending on the size and the variety of your squash. Just until the skin is soft to the touch and the back of a spoon makes a slight indentation. Remove from the oven, and when cool enough to handle, cut in half, scoop out the seeds, and then the pulp, and then proceed with your recipe. So if you're one of those that don't want to ruin your really good chef's knife, that is def this definitely works. I have done it many times. Absolutely love doing it because what I usually do is I scrub that thing up well and then I even put a little bit of oil on the outside so that it kind of roasts that skin and makes it work a little bit better. But that's just me. So how to avoid hypertension. People are often surprised that Dr. Pratt pays attention to the sodium content of food. Why, they wonder, does a healthy guy bother to look at, say, lower sodium canned tuna or no salt Salsa. Excess sodium takes a make, intake is contributing is contributing to a looming crisis in national and international health. He's talking about hypertension and the disastrous consequences of this syndrome. Of course, sodium and excess salt intake aren't the only aren't the sole causes of hypertension. For some people, salt and pink seems to have no effect on their health whatsoever. Paying attention to sodium intake is a simple signal and a reminder that you should work every day to ensure that your blood pressure is in that optimum health style zone. So they've ch changed what pre-hypertension, they changed what the levels were. It used to be if they had 120 over 80, that, that was you're in the healthy zone. Well, they've now decided that it's um, that's pre-hypertension if you're in the one where your systolic is 120 to 139 and your diastolic, which is the lower number, 80 to 89. 
in stage one hypertension, they've now bumped that up from 140, uh, up to 140 to 159, and the diastolic for that is 90 to 99. Stage two hypertension, the systolic blood pressure is 160 or higher, and the diastolic is 100 or higher. Residual hypertension is a systolic of 140 or more even after treatment. And the health style goal is to have that systolic number be one tw less than 120 and the diastolic be less than 80. Have your blood pressure checked every time you go to see a healthcare professional for whatever reason. If you're over the age of 60, have your blood pressure checked at least once a year. Hypertension is the term that describes the state of chronic elevated blood pressure. More than 60 million people in the United States, approximately 1 billion people worldwide suffer from hypertension. More than half of all Americans aged 65 to 74, and almost three-quarters of African Americans in the same age group also suffer from elevated blood pressure. The hypertension epidemic is especially dangerous for African Americans whose rate of stroke deaths is 40% higher than that of the general population. Data from the Framingham Heart study suggests that about 90% of Americans will eventually develop hypertension. Ironically and really tragically, many of these people don't even know that they're suffering from hypertension. Gen generally, is because it's painless and has no symptoms. Here's the truly frightening aspect of hypertension. It isn't an isolated ailment. Hypertension affects many bodily functions. If you have hypertension, you are also subject to an increased risk of dying of a heart attack, increased risk of congestive heart failure, increased risk of dying from a stroke, increased risk of developing dementia and Alzheimer's, increased risk of kidney damage, increased risk of developing macular degeneration, if you have hypertension, you are pushing your heart and circulatory system to their limit every single day. The good news about hypertension is that most people are in the borderline to moderate range, and most of them can bring their pressure down by making lifestyle and dietary changes. In other words, by adopting the general recommendations of health style, which also are some the same guidelines that um, the TR90 um, lifestyle change recommend. Don't expect to notice any symptoms from hypertension. It's typically picked up at a routine medical screening. A crisis resulting from hypertension could include the following symptoms. Headache, drowsiness or confusion, numb or tingling hands and feet, nosebleeds, severe shortness of breath, vague but intense feeling of discomfort. The scourge of salt, there are many reasons why hypertension rates around the world are soaring. For one thing, obesity is on the rise and obesity contributes to hypertension. We also know that the, uh, 
population is aging, and as we age, the likelihood of developing hypertension also increases. Indeed, since most adults develop blood pressure readings that put them in the risk for negative health consequences, paying attention to your blood pressure and taking steps to control it, whatever your age is a wise move. Now, here's a myth. Sea salt is a healthier product than table salt. In fact, there is no documented health advantage to sea salt, and the sodium content of the two is similar. Sea salt, however, tastes better because it has no additive to make it free-flowing. Salt is a major hidden health menace to us and our children. If you eat out, eat or eat prepared foods and or eat fast foods, you're probably eating too much salt. We do need sodium to live. It helps us to maintain fluid balance, regulate blood pressure, transmits nerve impulses, as well as helping to maintain the body's acid alkaline balance and playing a role in muscle movement. The average adult body contains about 250 grams of salt, enough to fill three small salt shakers. This salt is constantly lost through sweat and urine and replaced through the diet. The problem is that most of us are consuming far more salt than is required for healthy functioning. While the amount of salt the body needs daily depending on circumstances like exercise and climate, is usually less than 500 milligrams a day. The typical American diet consists of 4,000 to 7,000 milligrams a day. We know that a diet containing more than 2,400 milligrams of salt a day is associated with higher blood pressure readings. And in fact, there's some evidence that Difficulties begin at consumption of more than 1,500 milligrams of sodium daily. It's generally agreed by researchers that much of the rise in blood pressure that seems inevitable as we age is actually the result of a lifetime of overconsumption of salt. So with that, I think I'm going to stop there for today because... We need to keep that in mind that we don't want to overindulge on that salt. I'm going to take everybody off of mute so we can say goodbye to each other. And this is Susan Mann, January 15th, 2021, signing out. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Don't eat that salt. I don't add salt to anything anymore. The only salt I get is sometimes when we have processed foods because it comes with it automatically. This is true. And the closer you can stick to the source, the less likely you're going to have that high blood pressure problem because you are limiting your salt intake, which is a good thing. Yes, I don't like much salt in anything. So, plus, I'm seems to be very lucky. I have quite low blood pressure. In fact, sometimes it's too low. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It so does either indeed. way, there's finding the right balance is always the struggle. Yes, yes, it is. 
Well, somebody's rattling some papers. Hmm. Wonder what they're up to. <laughs> well, that might be me because I'm um, I'm making uh, my oatmeal. Ah. Opening those packets, that will do it. <laughs> yes, that's it, exactly. And it's very good. I have plain oatmeal, and my husband gets the, he has uh, raisin apple walnuts. So <laughs> it works. Very and then good. I add berries, and guess what? Walnuts. <laughs> Can't imagine where that came from. Almonds, and some cranberries. So. All those good things all, to add to that oatmeal. All the things I learned from us. Go right. Nuskin. Go TR90 weight management calls. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. That was a great call. You're most welcome. And we'll be back here on Monday, won't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Working, more working on long-term memory. Got some really interesting things to tell you about about remember to repeat, repeat to remember. Repeat to remember. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yes. yes. But regular, regular memory practices. That's why spiral curriculums in the school are so important because they bring the information around and around and around and by the time you get to say seventh or eighth grade you've already heard it but each year it gets more and more complex but you need to hear it over and over otherwise it gets lost yep this is true this is very true well with that I'm hoping to get out and do some exercise because well the Weather is halfway decent this morning. So have a great weekend, everyone, and we will be back on Monday. Look forward to it. <laughs> Especially as I'm Certainly. talking. <laughs> have a great and day, it, everybody. Have and it'll be Martin. A lovely weekend. And it'll be, it'll be Martin Luther King Day, too. That'll be doubly exciting. Yay! It's a good day, yes. One of my heroes. Brave man. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thanks, Susan. <laughs>